So in the years of the early church, there was a Roman soldier who was sent on a long military campaign, leaving behind his pregnant wife. While he was gone, his wife gave birth to a, to a boy. Soon thereafter, she converted to Christianity, was baptized, and had her child baptized as well, despite Christianity being outlawed at that time. Meanwhile, during their military campaigns, the soldier met some Christians and heard many explanations about the gift of faith and the grace of baptism. When he returned home, his wife was overjoyed to see him, but nervous about his reaction to the baby's baptism. She decided to break the news gradually. First, she introduced him to their child, casually mentioning that he had been baptized as a Christian. The husband looked shocked and became quiet. He looked again at the child thoughtfully. Then he knelt beside the crib. He bowed his head, closed his eyes, and started to pray silently. His wife was surprised. Kneeling next to him, she asked him what he was doing. He looked at her and he said, I am praying to the one true God. If our son has been baptized, he himself be become a holy place. Christ the Lord, his Father the Creator of all, and the living Holy Spirit have made their home in his heart so we can pray to God there. So in our own baptism, we received an indelible mark imprinted on our soul. We have in us the presence of the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus declared, we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. God resides in us. St. Paul is right in saying that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. In the gospel, we heard Jesus tell the apostles, I have told you this while I am with you, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Jesus is promising to continue his relationship with us through an Advocate. The Advocate is, of course, the Holy Spirit, but this advocate is not one of those people who will jump out of the ambulance when you are hurt or someone who stands around watching and waiting till we fall flat on our face. The Holy Spirit will in indeed do all that, but the Holy Spirit is more than that. The Holy Spirit is one who will be there to help us when we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place. The Holy Spirit will reach out to us before we do fall flat on, flat on our faces. The Holy Spirit will be our knight in shining armor and much more. It's the Holy Spirit who will be leading the Calvary when we find ourselves surrounded by the bad guys. When we are in a situation and thinking, it's just too hard, I can't cope any longer. It is at these times when we are in despair that we need to invoke his holy name and ask, come Holy Spirit. And more often than not, what has been an intolerable situation eases 
and sometimes disappears, or best of all, makes it easier to cope with. But we must remember that the Holy Spirit never forces himself on anybody, but waits for an invitation, waits for us to ask. So often we do not understand what God is up to. We don't understand how certain events could happen or result in anything good coming out of them. It is only at this time with, with prayer and time that in the aid of the Holy Spirit that we begin to see how God might be working for good even amid terrible and confusing events. This is not to say that everything that happens is God's will, for that would be to deny the reality of evil. The crucifixion of Jesus is, was clearly an act of human evil. But God is able to bring good even out of the worst evil. John's Gospel sees the death of Jesus in the light of the resurrection, in the light of God's triumph over evil and death. The incarnation, the ministry of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and the sending of the Holy Spirit. All of these events together demonstrate the depth of God's love for each of us and for the world. It is this profound love of God that Jesus made known to his disciples and that the Holy Spirit continues to make known to us. The Holy Spirit assures us that we are never abandoned, even amid the loss, pain, and sorrow that are part of life in this broken world. The Word who became flesh and lived among us continues to make his home within us. Since eternity, the desire of God is to be close to us, to dwell within us, and that is why the eternal Son of God became man, so that he can be one of us and dwell in us. Unfortunately, sometimes instead of looking inside ourselves and discovering the presence of God, we look for something else outside. This is the main reason we cannot attain lasting peace, pure contentment, and true happiness in our life. We are chasing our happiness in something outside, such as money, material things, power, and prestige. So we end up more frustrated and discouraged than ever. In reality, the only thing needed is to obey God in love, and God will dwell in us. Then we will have peace, happiness, and salvation. Jesus spoke about peace during the Last Supper when he said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Well, this was at a time when everything around him was every, anything but peaceful. The tensions and anxiety were building up. Everything was in turmoil. The peace is a state of inner calm and designates a right relationship with God and with others. We can't give peace to others if we don't have it ourselves. Jesus was able to give peace to others because he had it himself. Jesus will also give his peace to us. We can experience and live this peace even during the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Peace doesn't always mean the absence of conflicts or challenges, though. We are in dire need of peace in today's very chaotic world, both in our personal life and as a whole. Our hearts are hurting. Our minds are dulled by resentment, animosity, 
and frustration. Senses of misery and rebellion are in the air. As Christians, we're invited to pursue peace with one another. We are invited to pursue, pursue peace even during turmoil, conflict, unmet needs, and unresolved problems. We are called to become bridge builders. In this sense, we are to try to bring God's love, peace, harmony, and general goodness into this world. As St. Francis of Assisi knew, the instruments of God's peace are people, ordinary people, often poor people serving ordinary little poor neighbors. This is where the most realistic hopes of Christians lie. The tool against peace is that of acts of indifference and inactivity. It was once said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for the few good people to keep quiet or to just look on and do nothing. Excuse me. Peacemaking and the love of enemies, as Jesus teaches, is not a cowardly opting out of the conflicts and divisions in the world. True peace comes only from God, and it comes with acceptance, detachment, sacrifice, healing, forgiveness, and faith in God. God brings us peace by coming to us, by loving us, and by abiding in us. It is through humility and surrender, healing and forgiveness, compassion and love, that we can feel the peace of Christ. The presence of God within us is peace. To have this peace, our God gives us the Holy Spirit to teach us, guide us, and counsel us. The Spirit and peace become one reality. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is peace. Even amid pain, suffering, poverty, hardships, conflicts, and loss, God's peace can be obtained. Jesus offers his peace to us, the peace the world cannot give, and a peace that no one can take away from us. Jesus says that God's peace is, only, is given only to those who love him and keep his words. Certainly, all of us want this kind of peace. We want peace in our homes, peace in our relationships, peace in our communities, and peace in the world. But do we try to find this peace through the teachings of our Lord? Or do we get frustrated and disappointed with his demands of sacrifice for the sake of God's peace? Today's scripture readings remind us that everything begins with the love for Jesus. Jesus loves us first, and he invites us into a relationship with him. That relationship is so important that he leaves us with the Holy Spirit to be our companion and our guide. He has given us his Holy Spirit to help us in our efforts. We do not have to fear anything. Whenever we find ourselves in the dark or in the storms of life, he offers a peace which conquers our fears and our anxieties. With our love for the Lord and trust in his promise, let us surrender ourselves to him. Come, Holy Spirit. <clears throat>